Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Thursday, November 5, 2020. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Another big, tremendous up day, another gap and go for the market. We're approaching double top from whence we came just about three weeks ago pretty interesting round tripper what am i talking about i'm talking about the high that was made on the 12th of october we're basically in that zone we took a round trip in three weeks now as we look at the daily chart what's jumping off the page let's just do an assessment of a couple of different things a where are we we're into what normally would be under normal garden variety market conditions an area of resistance can the market go slightly higher sure it can up here is the high of 354.02 so anywhere between where we were today 354.02 is resistance above that and all of a sudden what comes into view look all the way over to the left we have a breakdown candle high at 356 38 so we have two numbers up north that traders need to be aware of 354 and 356 and change where that breakdown candle high is of course today's high is another spot 352.19 here's another thing that we need to notice we need to be aware of we're above all the moving averages when above all the moving averages the market's in an uptrend the trend is your friend until it's not therefore while the trend is pointed up the market can always go higher we look at today's candle and some traders will make a federal case out of the fact that it can be a case could be made for a tail candle i don't see a tail candle but what i do see is a market that's into resistance a market that's been up from the lows just five days ago a tremendous amount from where i sit I can sit here on Thursday night and say a pullback is in order. That doesn't mean the market can't go higher on Friday, but a pullback is in order. Whether it's from slightly higher, the numbers we just discussed around this double top area, or whether they start down tomorrow, we don't really know that until we show up in uniform on Friday. But let's just go with they're pulling back. So a hypothetical situation, where would they pull back to? That's information that I think is valuable information. In other words, what would be support if we woke up to a pullback on Friday? If, in fact, they pulled back at some point on Friday? Where is that spot? For example, what would I be considering the most recent breakout area, if you will? This one's going to come a little unorthodox, but here's what I'm looking at nonetheless. And this is also where it's part art form, part science, part numbers, part numerology, part technical analysis by the numbers. This one is in the art form category. I'm going to give you what I'm looking at. I'm going to give you my philosophy on why. I'm going to put the line on the chart, and then we'll see what happens after the fact. You'll remember one of the, and there are multiples, but one of the breakdown areas that we discussed was this gap that was filled yesterday. It's this candle from the 23rd, and it comes in just short of 346. It's 345 and change, just under 346. There's our spot. 345.80, it could be something on either side of that. That's the general area 
where if the market was coming down sooner than later, this is really for Friday, maybe Monday, but Friday for the most part. Unless they're gapping underneath that number, then they would go fill the gap left open from yesterday. But that's an area at 346 where there should be garden variety chart support, at least from an intraday perspective. Here's an hourly chart. If we're the umpire and we're calling balls and strikes, what would we say about the chart? A, it's on a straight line up. But B, what we would say is today they had an up move and they put in basically eating time off the clock, another bullish flaggish kind of pattern. So that would portend more prices in the northern direction. Now, here's the reality. At some point, you're either going to get an intraday reversal or you're going to get a gap down and one of these bullish flaggish kind of patterns isn't going to work out. Right now, we're working on four in a row. Can they do five? And what I'm talking about is you had this move higher and you have this eating time off the clock flaggish kind of pattern. Move higher, same routine. Move higher, same routine. Move higher, same routine. Eventually, one of these steps is going to break when they step on it. By the way, this is pretty reminiscent when Trump won the election in 2016, the market went straight up. All of a sudden, we don't have a declared president at this point, at least not at the point when I'm making this video, and the market's going straight up. It's pretty interesting that the same thing happened with two different scenarios after the election. Nothing we can do with that information, I'm just saying. What's the market doing right now? It's climbing the wall of worry. The market always climbs the wall of worry. After all, what was the news? What were the talking heads saying when the market was down here just a few days ago? I don't really know because I don't really watch them that much. But what I can tell you is they were looking for lower prices. They were probably discussing all the bad news cycle items all at once. The virus is spreading again. Send the market down. All that stuff wall of worry by the way how does this tie in to what i said yesterday how does this tie in to what i've been discussing in terms of the schematic remember the schematic here's the schematic either they were going to run up right which they did to here and they were going to pull back and then make new highs or have what we call a truncated right a truncated high and then they would fail that could have been going on here now we're not at new highs we're not at the lows anymore what are they doing Here's the short answer. Maybe they make new highs. Maybe they don't. Does it really matter? No, it doesn't. Is the market really going to have a difficult time next year in 2021? Maybe before. It could start before 2021. That's absolutely possible. Is that on the table? Is that going to happen regardless of who's president, regardless of what the market does tomorrow, regardless of what the market does next Thursday? And the answer is yes. That should answer about 15 or 20 questions. What about inside the numbers? So the pre-market commentary was obviously happy Thursday, wake up really green again. The S&P is already at the big fat round number of 3,500. The melt up continues. Now, and you have to just go back to mindset in the morning, 3,500, we have a line in the sand Below 3,500, they'll probably drip down some. Above 3,500, and they'll try for higher. It's a psychological line in the sand. We'll get back to stocks on the move later. Let's cover the early thoughts because there was a trade in the morning. I want to go over the trade 
And this is in addition to stocks on the move. This is a trade directly correlating to the S&P 500. We just talked about the focal point was 3,500. In the SPY, it's 350. We also have another awareness. They just got up here to 3,500 in a hurry. Maybe the ultimate destination is higher, but they've gotten here in a hurry. So think in terms of stocks on the move. We discuss this all the time. Stocks on the move are headed to a destination. When they get to the destination, they're going to do one of two things. Hang out for a cup of coffee or turn around and go back in the other direction. So that also applies to the indices or anything else. So the market is getting somewhere in a hurry or it got there today in a hurry. One of those two things. When it gets to that destination, it's either going to turn around and go back in the other direction or it's going to hang out for a cup of coffee and run sideways or eat some time off the clock for a while. So it hasn't done either of those two things yet, but that's what we're on the lookout for. It's how I look at the market. It's how I do it my way. You're inside my head. It's a dangerous place to be. You don't even know the half of it. You could see down here, we're talking about the same thing, stocks on the move. So what I'm doing is reiterating a lesson that was taught to Inside the Numbers members early this morning before the opening bell. Also, I urge you to pause the video and read the notes in detail, check out the numbers, go back to the chart, and double-check the work. Let's move it along. 8.30, I've got some numbers on the board. Since they're up a lot in the overnight slash pre-market, we have to deal with the futures numbers until they get going. So the spots were 34.87, give or take, 34.75. Watch this. You know the routine, but slightly different. Right of the vertical is 8 a.m. today. This is the continuous chart, the ES Futures Continuous Contract. So I just made a demarcation point at 8 a.m. in the morning. Everything to the right of that is after. So what happened here? Remember, that note was put out at 8.30. Here at 9.15, the low is 34.85, just two points below the 34.87 guess what? That turned out to be low of day. It was slightly before the opening bell. So think about this for a moment. I'm giving you 34.87. Therefore, I'm telling you that that's an area of interest to buy on an early shakeout. So guess what? They do it before the opening bell. And here's the 9.17 update. The ES already paid a visit and ran a test of 34.87, give or take, in the pre-market and bounced. After the open, it wouldn't be the same trade anymore. Might be support, but this trader would have to go lower to the next spot for a possible long trade, which we know from earlier was 34.75. So here's, again, what's inside my head. They took a tremendous trade away from me. Are we allowed to cry over spilled milk? No, we're not. This happens every single day. They miss a number by a penny, leave me standing at the altar. It happens all the time. If I had a nickel for every trade I missed, I would have a bucket full of nickels all day long. It's just the way the cookie crumbles. I'm still pissed off about it, but that's the reality. Now, let's get to the trade of the morning. 9.39, if they got to SPY 350.50 to 350.75, give or take, and they got there sooner than later, there's a short attempt coming. Closing candles above 351 would have this trader thinking pie in the face. Now, let's set the table once again. This is the five-minute chart, and you know the routine, right of the vertical, blah, blah, blah. There's a line at 350.50. So you see what happened. The market ran up there, spiked it by a little bit, 
350, it spiked by a little bit. What was the high over here? High in this candle was 350.71, so it was right in the zone, and then they did pull back. For example, the low in this candle is 349.80. What you'll see when I scroll up the notes is looking for a breakdown below 350. This is a scalp trade. This was a small trade. This wasn't a they're going to collapse the market kind of trade. So when I say we're looking for a move down back below, and that's what you'll see in the notes... You have to take some profit. They could come down way lower. They could collapse. We don't know, but we have to take the trade one step at a time. Now, I'm going to narrate the notes. I'm going to tell you what they say, and then I'm going to let you read them, but I'm going to scroll, so you'll have to pause the video. I'm not going to read you the notes. I want you to see the chart, and I want to tell you what the notes said. Because this, again, was a little unorthodox, and I don't necessarily think that all traders can follow exactly what I did today but I wanted to give you the benefit of what I was doing for the lesson about it. You can look back later and say, all right, now I understand what was going on. Therefore, I understand the mindset. I can take away from that, learn from it, and maybe use some rendition of that later on. So here's what happened. First, the mindset was they're not going to run away. They're not going to go up to 354. They're not going to go up to 360. Not necessarily this morning. Maybe later in the day, they're going to go up a couple of more points. That's fine, but they're not going to just keep running out of the gate. I had the resistance. I was pretty confident about the resistance. So what I was doing was I did take some profit off. I took, for example, half the position off when they broke down below 350. So if you think about it, I'm using the ES. So it was a little more than five points from entry down to exit on the first trade or half of the trade. That's a good trade. Five point, nothing wrong with a five point trade. When we show up in uniform each and every day, we're looking for five point trades. When we get tens, fifteens, twenties, whatever, those are fantastic. But remember, same as stocks on the move. This is a base hit type of business where base hits put you in the hall of fame. And then when you get the doubles, triples and home runs, that's just gravy, icing on the cake, cherry on top. You know the thing. So net net is what you'll see is I added back the portion of the trade that I booked profit on. I added it back when the market went back up. Now, you have to understand this. I don't expect everybody to understand this meaning in real time during the trading day. But in hindsight, you have to understand this. My mindset, the only way I would do that is if I was confident that we were at a price, we were at a zone where we weren't going to just blow right on through, whistle past the graveyard, you know the routine. So now, let me scroll up, and what you should do is pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart, and double-check the work. See exactly what was discussed, see where the lessons are, see where the numbers are, and then make a decision for yourself whether or not you think or you believe that inside the numbers is something that you can benefit from each and every trading day. If you're showing up in uniform, ready to go, then this is something that can benefit you bar none. Continuing to move it along, again, just pause the video at your leisure, read the notes. 11.57, 349.50 to 3.49 is support. Let's check that out. Horizontal line moved down to 3.49. You can see what low of day was, slightly below that, but not much. 348.86. Should be a bull bear battle around there. Moving along. Closing candles below 348.89 is what's needed to open the door for lower prices. They got three pennies below. Rip the market back up. 
That's why you need the numbers. Know thy numbers. 1234. If 348.89 holds on candle closes, they'll want to work back up to about 350.40, give or take. For those of you home gamers out there, that's 15 S&P points right there. Well, guess what? They went higher than that. That's fine. But that was a lot of points off the low. For the rest of the day, you can pause the video, read the notes. I urge you to do so because not only are the numbers generally very, very good, and I don't say that to pat myself on the back, although I'm patting myself on the back a little bit, the numbers work. I'm not doing this for fun. This is serious business. This is an adult business. And let's take it into the end of the day. Those are the end of the notes. Let's now take a look at stocks on the move. We had blue, we had BABA, that was a no trade. We had HBI, which we're going to have to discuss. We had CF, no trade, for an MITK, no trades. That's okay, some days we get more than others. Let's talk about not only blue, but let's also talk about HBI. HBI, Haynes Brands. So guess what? Looks like a shit burger, smells like a shit burger. We look at the good, the bad, and the ugly, but we need to pick this one apart because some traders got stuck in this trade and they didn't have to, they shouldn't have, they actually should have made a profit. But this is a business where sometimes you have to be really, really quick. You can't take your eye off the ball. When you're in uniform and you're on the field and they hit a rocket down to third base, there's a reason why it's called the hot corner. You need to be paying attention. Here's a five-minute chart. This stock's getting a severe haircut at the open. 1438 was the number on the board bright and early, backed up by 14. So guess what? Let's check this out in detail. The opening print today was 14. The low in the first five-minute candle was 1384, and the high in the first five-minute candle was 1440. So there's no other conclusion then based on the opening print on the number. Trader chose to take the trade. That's up to them. They take the trade. It spikes below it by a little bit. Within the same candle, they're up 40 cents, which is well in excess of the minimum required profit. It's over 2%. Here's a one-minute chart. Where did they go to after 14? To the other number, 1438. I think they made a high of 1440. There it is. Then they collapsed back down. The trade was over. There's always a method to the madness. One trader emailed me about this. More than one emailed me about this, but one emailed me about this in particular that sticks in my mind, and I thought I would share it with everybody because it's one of those, we need to know this stuff. Here's where I'm going with it. So this particular trader says, hey, there's a some kind of delay, a 90-second delay or whatever the delay was between the time I put a trade in and when it's reported back to me. Maybe it's not 90 seconds, but at least in his mind, it's 90 seconds. Well, guess what? That's not good. We don't want a delay because that changes the trade sometimes. Look what happened here. Maybe that was the reason why this particular trader got stuck in the trade. Here's my thought on this. Now, my platform gives me real-time data, as real-time as I can get it based on internet connection and whatever delay there is. But it's as close to real-time as you can get sitting at home. Here's what I think is going on. I didn't have this conversation, but I'm kind of thinking this is the case. There are two ways to have a trading platform these days. 
There are free platforms and there are not free platforms. And I think part of the problem was this trader maybe, and he's going to email me later to let me know, I think this trader may be using a free platform. And here's what I'll say to that. You get what you get with free. There's no such thing as free. You pay for free in some way. I don't trade for free. My platform still costs me about four bucks a trade. I'm not trading $4 for a delay. No chance. There's no such thing as a free lunch. How about Bluebird Bio? We've seen this before. Painting by the numbers, you had two numbers on the board bright and early. First number was 47.40, second 45.96. Split the difference, that's your average cost. Need I say more? Said it before, we'll say it again. Stocks are headed to a destination. If you have the destination right, they're going to stop falling or stop rising either way. In this case, they're going to stop falling and either do one of two things or a combination of both things. Normally, they give you a trade. Normally, they give you the deal. If you watch these videos every day, you see me go over these every single day. Think about it for a second. Now, we have losses. You can't win every trade. We all know that. But when you put that aside, how many losses really are there? Well, I know my numbers, and my numbers are 83% winners against 17% losers. That's the reality of the numbers. They're not all home runs. Some are a little win. Some are a bigger win. Some are base hits. There's doubles, triples, and there are home runs in there. It's all of the above. So think about this from a psychological perspective for a second. And think about the difference between my mindset and some of your mindset because you're not 100% sure. I've been doing this for a long time. You're watching videos. You're looking at the numbers. You're watching me go over this, but you're still learning. So you're somewhere lower on the learning curve. Think about the psychology behind this. I know my numbers. I have years worth of data from doing this. I also know that it goes in streaks. It's an average. I can lose three or four trades in a row. Doesn't happen often, but it can happen. But what I do know is if I take 100 trades, I'm going to win 87 trades. That's the reality. That's what I go to bed thinking at night. That's what I wake up in the morning thinking. When I get into my uniform, I know I'm going to win 87 out of 100 trades. So here's the deal. So I have less anxiety entering the trade, staying in the trade, exercising some patience because I know 87 out of 100 times it's going to work. I'm not saying it's easy when you're down 500 bucks, $1,000, $3,000, whatever the case is. The numbers are all over the board. Depends on what your account size is, what my account size is, what the position size is, all that stuff. Any loss while it's going on doesn't feel good. I get that. But net-net, this is the way it works. Look at this one, for example. If you paint it by the numbers, your average cost is about $46.70 plus or minus. The stock was 50 bucks by 10.15 in the morning. Doesn't matter how much of that a trader got, as long as they got some of it. All right, it got long-winded. We need to move it along. We need to boogie. IWM breaking out, breaking out to new highs. Well, it's not new, new highs. It's new recent highs. Where are they headed? If they keep going higher, 
what is that spot? Let's keep this one real simple. So there's two things. If they keep going higher, I'll show you where they're going in a second. And if they go lower, there's nothing we can do with that information until and unless they get below today's low. You get below today's low and the door opens to the gap left open from yesterday. Other than that, it's such a tremendous up day. Look at this. They were up almost $5 or 3% after doing nothing yesterday. So yesterday we can classify as what? as a rope-a-dope. But here's where they're going on the upside. When you scroll backwards, you'll see that a line appears at 167.10. What's 167.10? It's a gap. Are they attracted to the gap? Yes. Are the gaps magnetic? Yes. Are they generally resistance? Yes. Another rope-a-dope by the folks down at the transportation department. They're up 277 today or 2.5%. They are my second favorite market-leading indicator. IWM is A number one. We know that. But this is also my favorite canary in the coal mine. So it's also bullish. So we have confirmation in a sense. We have confirming markets. The S&P is up. The IWM is up. The transports are up. It doesn't mean they're all going to be up tomorrow, but we don't have divergences. When we have one thing or another, sometimes it gives us information. When we don't have any additional information, we don't have anything else to use. I'm just giving you the idea of how we utilize this information. Just because we have a second favorite market leading indicator and a favorite canary in the coal mine, it doesn't always tell us anything. Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. Today, everything was up. Rising tide lifts all boats. Fine, we move it along. Before we do, they're back above the 20 period moving average on close today. That's a positive. Can they dip back below it tomorrow? Of course they can. How about the Silicon Valley people? Well, guess what? They're in the same position as the SPY. The story is the same. It's all the same market. They're all going to trade together. If the spider is down four bucks tomorrow, guess what? The Qs are going to be down some amount as well. Conversely, if the spider is up two bucks tomorrow, the Qs are going to be up some amount as well. Another rope-a-dope in the XLF from yesterday. Look at this move today, back above all the moving averages. The trend is your friend until the very end. What did they do? They went to fill the gap. Is a gap magnetic? Yes, it is. Is it attractant? Yes, it is. Is it generally resistance? Yes, it is. Didn't we just talk about that? Yes, we did. Did we just see it? Yes, we did. For the smash mouth, we go right to the weekly chart. Where are we? They're breaking out to new highs. Is this a pretty good proxy for the tech space? Yes, it is. If the tech space is going to take a cue from the SMH and they're going to continue higher, is everything else going to continue higher as well? Most likely, yes. We'll have to see where the weekly closes. It'll be very interesting to see if they close the week in the SMH breaking out to new highs. By the way, I don't remember whether we reviewed this or not. If we didn't, we should have. If we did, it's worth doing it again. Check this out. Breakup candle low. What's the low? 174.65. Weekly close. 174.95 above that number. However, they spiked it intra-week to do what? Go down and fill the gap. And then what? The following week. Now, this doesn't happen all the time. This is a strange week in terms of how many points all these markets have been up. But look at how this worked. All charts act and react the same way. Weekly chart, 10-minute chart, 15-minute chart, hourly chart. I show this stuff to you over and over and over again on a multitude of different charts to prove the point. Guess what? I do the same thing with no names on the charts to prove a different type of point in the course at Lazy E-Mini Trader. 
that all charts act and react the same way. Been saying it for years, been saying it for a long time. It's never changed. It's always the same. I show it over and over and over again. I don't make this stuff up. I just report the facts. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. True and accurate information. We're going to pull the ripcord here today. It's everything I wanted to discuss. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.